Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hey Changemaker, it's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and I am here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. All right, that might be the mission of the nonprofit you work at or the many different nonprofits you work with if you're a freelance consultant. All right, so today on the show, I'm really excited because I have a guest on and she is the co-founder of Instrumental. Now, if you don't know what Instrumental is, then you're gonna be really happy that you know what it is after today's show. But basically what it is is a grant research platform, but it's not just any old grant research platform. There's plenty out there, but it really is a smart one. And she's going to talk all about that today. And the reason I wanted her on the show is because a lot of times I do get that question. Where do I find grants, Holly? What's the best platform? And I've never really sponsored anything before. And even this one, I, she's not. this is not an affiliate or anything like that. Although at some point in time, it could lead to that um, because I really do love this platform. But I just wanted to share a little bit more. And I've been hearing about Instrumental all over the place. Like it's actually becoming pretty popular, pretty mainstream, and I hadn't used it before. So I was like, huh, I would love to get one of the founders on the podcast and talk to them more about it because these are questions that you guys have, right, as well. And then it just so happened that I was on my way to D.C. to the Grant Professional Association Conference in November 2019 and Angela was also going and she reached out to different people and she said hey if anyone wants to know about instrumental um you know we can meet up for a coffee chat or something like that and I just jumped on it I was like yes I would love to know more about what you do so we actually met up in person in DC and just as a side note that is a great way to meet people at networking events that you're going to go to in advance, know who's gonna be there and contact them in advance and get them on the schedule. It really is magic. So anyways, yeah, we met up there, we had a coffee, she broke up the computer and just started like showing me what the platform does. And as I asked her more questions about it, she went into it and it was just magic. And I was like, this is awesome. I love it. Can you come on the podcast? And she was like, yep, let's do this. <laughs> so that's pretty much how it all got down and that's how it all happened. But basically, you'll understand why after listening to the podcast today, or you can always look at the YouTube video too because she actually grabbed my screen. So we did a video recording after um, we met up and it was awesome. She grabbed my screen so you can see it on the YouTube video as she went in and she broke it down and she showed you behind the scenes and in instrumental on the back end. So it's really cool. You're gonna be able to say, okay, now I actually know what the platform looks like. I know what you can do with it because she's showing you. So it's really cool. She breaks down like this little uh, short tutorial in that. So definitely um, subscribe to the grant writing and funding YouTube channel as well. Um, so you can see that, but we'll also have the link on grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 107. If you are tired of tracking grants and Excel sheets or jumping around on Google and constantly missing out on deadlines, then Instrumental might be what you're looking for. And if you're a freelance grant writer, Instrumental may be right for you as you can track multiple client grant projects, send nicely formatted reports to clients, and get pings when grants have been updated. So that's really important because you know how frustrating it is if you're like, okay, we're gonna apply for this grant, you know, in 
August and it's only September, right? And then you get to, um, you know, maybe July or, or you get to June when you want to start working on it. And all of a sudden it's been updated and you didn't realize it and you have to go find the website and blah, blah, blah. So this does all of that for you, right? And it's funny because basically what I found out is that Instrumental is kind of like a dating app. I know I said eHarmony, she said Tinder, which clearly ages me, but it's super cool. You can put your grant project into Instrumental and the data starts to work for you to locate specific grants that meet your project's needs. The unique identifier about Instrumental compared to other platforms is that Instrumental matches your projects with specific grant programs not foundations. So what do I mean by this? Well, a foundation may have 10 different grant programs it rolls out. Instead of just matching you with a foundation where you still need to see which specific grant program would be right for your project, Instrumental does that for you. But in any case, I'm gonna let Angela go into more depth into all of the really cool stuff that Inst Instrumental does. And you can also hear her or watch as she takes you through the interface, which is super cool. But before I get to the show, I just want to say a little bit more about Angela. But what really intrigued me about Instrumental, just as a side note, is that it is a woman-owned business developed by women who actually worked in the nonprofit arena and faced some of the same overwhelming issues in grant research as all of us changemakers. They then coupled <clears throat> with another woman in the tech industry to work on the grant research magic, is what I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all those algorithms and data and the, you know all of that they actually you know they really have put together a very robust team that does do the research on a constant daily basis and of course they're located in San Francisco which makes them really relevant to the tech industry so if you want to get your 15% discount definitely check over to uh, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 107 all right, so more about Angela. She has been writing, winning, and awarding grants for 14 years. She started as a grant writer, Jill of all trades, as she says, as an environmental nonprofit after college, and most recently at the Global Fund for Women in San Francisco. She leads instrumental in building what she wishes she had when she was a fundraiser. And when she's not thinking about grants, she's either at yoga, on a hike, or hanging out with her two calico rescue cats, Bella and Possum. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello there. I'm Holly Rustic. Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast and YouTube channel. I'm super duper excited today. We have an amazing, amazing guest who I actually met just a few weeks ago in DC. So really, really awesome. I have here on the show, Angela Brerin, the co-founder of Instrumental. Now everybody's been talking about Instrumental. So I'm really excited to that you're going to be sharing about it today because it is a great grant research platform. I love it. It's fantastic. And Angela, I'm just so happy that you're on the show today. Welcome. Thanks so much, Holly. Yeah, it's really great to be here. Yeah. And you're all the way in San Francisco right now. So I love it. I was like, oh, is that Instrumental Headquarters? You're like, yep. <laughs> yep, it is. Yeah, it's San Francisco. So it's about uh, 730 at night. So it's a little dark, but yeah, in the Instrumental HQ here. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me on your evening. I know it's a lot to go into the night. I know you have a trip this weekend and you're gonna have a lot going on this weekend. So thank you so much for coming on the show to share. Well, of course, you're welcome. Yeah, and I love this. So yeah, so we were able to meet at the Grant Professional Association Conference in DC. So, and what I loved, and just a little backstory for everyone who may be uh, watching, listening, how we kind of met is that you guys were actually attending the conference and mm -hmm. you reached out and were like, hey, if anyone has any questions about instrumental, like, 
like, let's have a meeting. So right away I was like, Hey, I want to meet you. Cause I had just been hearing about you guys from some of my members who were like, Hey, have you guys checked out instrumental? We absolutely love it. And I'm like, wow, that was a really cool platform. So when you guys reached out and you're like, we're going to be there, I was like, absolutely. I would love to meet with you. So we were able to grab a coffee, like just chill out for a minute and kind of get to know each other. So yeah, it's just really, really cool. So it was just kind of like, it was, it was very much, you know, kind of like this woo woo kind of time, how it all collided, but it was really wonderful. Yeah. So, um, I'm really excited to have you like once again on the show and to be talking about this platform that all my members have been talking about. So can you kind of share a little bit just in general about instrumental before I ask you more about your story? Yeah, absolutely. So instrumental is a platform that helps grant seekers discover and prospect for new grant funding opportunities, as well as research. So dig into 990 data about those prospects and then track all that information. And what's awesome about rolling that all up into one platform is you have all of this really rich live information about prospects. So you have grant programs with upcoming funder deadlines, and then that's paired with the research and tracking aspect so that now your tracker, what maybe you would normally use as like a Excel sheet or another spreadsheet has, has uh, been filled up with all this live data. So they really work off one another and having these, these three things is now kind of like, you know, greater than the sum of its parts when they're all brought together. Right. Absolutely. And I love that. I mean, your background, you bring in almost 15 years of grant writing experience and you've done some work with the Global Fund for Women, right? In San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's great that I think you come at it with a perspective of, I'm not just putting up a platform because I'm into tech, but I actually know the nonprofit, the grant writing world. And right. it's almost like this um, e-harmony kind of, <laughs> like, uh <-huh>. right? <laughs> the way, like e-dating platform <laughs> for like grant writers and funding sources, which I love. Right. Because like you said, those are missing components. So I think those are really cool. And I, and I know we're going to be talking about that a little bit more on the show about how that actually works, because it really is important to say, you know, if I've gone in, I mean, I've joined so many different types of grant research platforms and it's been very frustrating because I also have to bring in different different tools, right? And then like mm -hmm. you said, it's great to have that 990 stuff, right? To say, what are they actually funding? How much are they actually mm -hmm. funding? Right. And then to have that all in one location is just magic. So I really, mm -hmm. I really appreciate what you guys are doing over there. Yeah. So it's exciting. So let's talk about it's, you. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned uh, the eHarmony um, metaphor. We used to joke around that this, we were building Tinder for grants. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> E-harmony. I got an e-harmony rather. No, than no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. And I think that could yeah, almost swipe left or swipe right on a funder. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, and I think that's important. And that's the way people are looking at it nowadays too, because I mean, dating apps, they are popular for a reason, right? They actually work yeah. well and people spend a lot of time and money in developing these dating apps. And for something like this, it is it, you know, finding funding sources for nonprofits is a type of relationship building. It is a type of, you know, I actually say it's a courtship, right? You're, you are dating them. <laughs> like you don't just say, mm -hmm. hey, give me money right out of the gate. That's like, hey, will you marry me on our first, you know, when we first meet, you know, so there is this like dating process. And I think the way that you have it set up then, you know, maybe you could talk about that as well as how does that work better in creating those relationships with funding mm -hmm. sources? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But before Absolutely, get, yeah. Yeah, I want to get to your story. Like what, you know, you have a co-founder, so you have, it's a woman-owned business. Um, yeah, three co-founders. 
Yeah. Three, three co-founders, three women. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And yeah. And then you guys went ahead and were like, okay, we're going to develop this. Like, was it just because of your experience in the nonprofit world and the frustrations behind trying to find the best fit funding sources or like, how did this all kind of evolve? Yeah, that's exactly it. So my background is um, in writing, winning and, and awarding grants. Uh, so I've been doing that for the past 14 years before starting Instrumental. Really started out with my first job out of college. I was a habitat restoration specialist at an environmental nonprofit. So I'm like a scientist, right? I'm in the field in coastal Maine and I'm surveying habitat for salmon migration. But one of the things that often happens is when you are working at a smaller nonprofit, you might get tapped on the shoulder to, uh, to write a grant. Mm-hmm. And so that was the case there. I was also writing grants for my own research straight out of college. Um, that's how I kind of got the taste for grants and then found myself kind of working in a variety of other nonprofits up until most recently at the Global Fund uh, for Women in San Francisco. It was also previously called the International Museum of Women. And there I was also working in, um, in the grant space. And so in that position in particular, mm-hmm. as a regrantor, so as an organization that was receiving grants, uh, seeking grants, but also giving grants, that really showed me that there was like an incredible, well, one, incredible time wasted trying to find prospects, making sure they're a good fit, applying the whole process, like the pre-award process, which is so difficult. And I would spend a lot of time like in Excel sheets, doing this prospect research, like copying over like huge overviews and like all these deadlines and then creating lots of versions to share with my ED just to raise money for that particular initiative and then throw that away. And so being in that position, I really saw how there was an incredible amount of inefficiency. And I was also in San Francisco, which was really important to my story because San Francisco is like the center of technology, right? Mm -hmm. Silicon Valley. And so some of my friends are engineers. And uh, one of my friends, Gary Monglick, uh, is an engineer and she was at Airbnb at the time. She and I were talking about this issue, some of the troubles that I was having, the friction I was having in my work. And she said, hey, why don't you, you know, build an app that can solve this problem? Uh, so that's kind of how I started, you know, tinkering around and building different applications that would results would turn into instrumental. Uh, during that time when we were having those conversations, my friend Kat, who was actually working at UC Berkeley as a fundraiser, she was like, yo, I'm finishing up my MBA and I really want to start a business. So if you, you know, come across any ideas, will you consider me? And we were good friends and she's um, an amazing person. So when the ball started rolling with Instrumental, I thought, oh, Kat's the perfect person for this. Mm-hmm. She's got a background in fundraising. She has her MBA. She's ready to go. So Kat and I paired up. And then with Gari, the engineering brains behind Instrumental, it was like a perfect storm. And we really like set out to tackle this space and, and create more efficiency through leveraging software, a lot of the software that is used in other applications. That's amazing. I love that. And I love that as some, like this personal story of like where, where you were finding frustrations, right? And like trying mm-hmm. to solve a problem. And a lot of times, I mean, really everything, that's what it comes from is an idea, right? So it's like yeah. ideas, but how many people actually take the initiative to act upon the idea, right? Mm. So there's not that, you know, that's a lot less. Right? So it's really cool that you did that. But like, just from a, like a very, a very tangible kind of aspect, how did you actually get it funded then? You know what I mean? Like, how did you get startup funds from different places? Did you get investors or was it a lot of your own investment? Yeah. So we actually have gone through a few iterations of what instrumental looks like. 
when we originally started out, it was actually a crowdfunding platform. The crowdfunding platform was um, earning some revenue, which was awesome. It was very little, but it allowed Kat and I to leave our jobs and work on it full time. We also did raise some grant money in the very beginning, which was really helpful even before we were incorporated and it was just kind of a project. Mm-hmm. So that really supported us. And then um, once we came up with this iteration where we were really helping 501c3 grant seekers connect with institutional funding, so public and private and corporate funding, this model that we have today, that is when we really gained a lot of momentum. And so there is um, an investment group, startup accelerator in Mountain View, California called Y Combinator. And they thought what we were doing was really cool because we were aggregating all of the world's grants in one place. We were standardizing that and we were uh, giving grant seekers new workflows to access this information. So they saw that as a big game changer and they invested in us and that really catapulted us forward. We gained some investment there, but really the best thing was like that network. So having a panel of entrepreneurs that have proven themselves, giving us advice and helping us understand how to build the company in in the best way. So it really solved problems for people, for our users. Like that was just so important for us. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really good to have that investment. Like a lot of people, they say, well, I have this idea and I want to put it forward, but how do I actually do that? Right. So it's like connecting with different places and And like you're pointing out, a lot of it's through different means. It's through different streams, right? So you have like some grant funds here, but also some funding, you know, your crowdfunding coming in through that, you know, and so you have all these different, then you have invest, then you get the attention of investors, right? Right. Step up, step up, step up. So, but yeah, that would be really interesting to have like these high-end entrepreneurs then give you like mentoring basically, right? In a lot of ways. Was that kind of how it was and to kind of give you suggestions and advice moving forward? Yeah. The best thing that they did was they really said, like, think big, think as big as you can possibly think. Like, let's move this market forward. Let's push the whole sector forward. And how can we do that? So yeah, that was a big influence for us. The other um, aspect, which you touched on, and, and I just totally agree with is like, in the beginning, whenever you're starting any kind of initiative, and I know there's so you know many different types of companies and nonprofits and projects and initiatives that we can all start, but just starting out and really trying to validate, like, do people want this? Right. So at Instrumental, we're always trying to build something that people really want, people really love. And that's, that's step one. And once you do that, then you're going to gain the attention of other people who can like help really push you forward. Right. Yeah. And so that's what you guys were kind of doing through the crowdfunding is mm-hmm. let's get market and see if people are interested in this. And that's yeah. what, which yeah. did you guys use for crowdfunding? Uh, we, we built our own platform. Oh, wow. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yep. really cool. yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. No, we built our own platform to allow university researchers to raise funds. So that was one of the original iterations of Instrumental. We knew especially as like university students ourselves, uh, we knew that those types of folks were looking for a lot of grants, were trying to raise money from grants. So that's where we started. And um, yeah, we built that platform ourselves. We raised funding for over 100 different research teams all over the world, um, which was so cool. And actually that's what like introduced us to, it's so funny, we came from the, fu- the nonprofit market we also were researchers, but started in research and then we ended up finding a way back to nonprofits because a lot of those researchers are also nonprofits. There might be uh, like a consortium of scientists or they might be, you know, like the World Wildlife Federation, like those types of groups 
are also kind of research nonprofits. Yeah. Right. And yeah, that's really important um, because I do a lot of work at the university here on the island and you know, they, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's like the, you know, there are different professors, different researchers, they are, they have to do a research component, you know, as a professor, right? So a lot of times the pressure is go get grants to fund your research. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but you know, 75% of the time I'm teaching classes, I'm doing other things and this yeah. is the component and I don't have, you know, it, they don't have the time or the skills necessarily that they want to develop in this, but having something that then can create a quicker access to those funds is, so that's something that you guys probably looked at, right? Like how does mm-hmm. this work for that market? And then of course, mm-hmm. nonprofits naturally fall under that, right? Because they have some mm-hmm. of the same barriers, right? So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good thing to have because yeah, that is a limited, you know, they have limited sources, right? So this is a great source. So that's interesting that started out at the university level, but it makes sense now that you're, mm-hmm. this is how it works. So yeah. So tell me then, okay, so we have instrumental. So then you guys started off, you started getting right. a lot of leverage, you know, you started gaining a lot of um, relationships with different people and getting your name out there. So when did you actually start really seeing the expansion and the scale of, of your organization? Hmm. When did we actually see the expansion? Um, it's hard to really pinpoint an exact time. I would say it would be once we gained the trust of the nonprofit sector. So mm-hmm. as we were as I mentioned, like in that science space, right. and there's a lot of gray area there. Some of them were nonprofits and some of them were just individual you know, professors in a university. Once we gained the trust in the nonprofit market and they saw that Instrumental was actually for them. Mm-hmm. So they had to get past a lot of our, our uh, homepage, you know, was like, this is for scientists. And we had a lot of language for scientists, but once they kind of got word that it was for them and they started sharing with, with one another, that's when things really started picking up um, in that space. And then we were like, oh, wow, like this is so obvious. This is so clear that we are perfect for them. So then we also turned in that direction. I think when, when we kind of met, that's when like things started taking off. Oh, that's great. And was that just like a couple years ago or was that like how long ago? Yeah. So we're in 2019 now. That was, I think the beginning, the middle of 2016. Okay. Yeah. So a few years, that was when you really started to scale. That's really exciting. Mm -hmm. But I like Mm -hmm. how you said that too. It's like you're responding to the market. Like you may have said, okay, we're, this is who our our market is. Right. And then when you started saying, oh, well, other people also like this and this is a bigger market. So we also need to change our, our kind of our slogan or the way we're communicating, right. Our brand to this bigger audience then. So is that, we didn't, we didn't want to let anyone, you know, leave anyone out. Uh, and that's what we felt like we were doing. And I think, you know, it's really hard to compare who needs instrumental more. I think both sectors do. And both sectors actually still use instrumental. So scientists still use instrumental. Nonprofits still use instrumental. It's more just like an awakening that really we could we can support both. But yeah, yeah. it's We've seen a great response from the community. Mm-hmm. And we spent a lot of our early years just building things and very quietly speaking to our users. And that's one of the ways that we build at Instrumental. We really build along with our users, but we spent the first few years just like pretty quiet, like talking to nonprofits, talking to grant seekers, building what they wanted, but we were really like laying off the radar. Mm -hmm. Now I think um, you'll hear much more about Instrumental in different circles. And so um, I think it's time, especially now with the place that the product is in, that we can now 
be more open, be more public about what, what Instrumental does and, and share that with more people. So that's this new chapter that we're entering and I'm really excited about that. I love chatting with the people that we have, we're building this to serve. So Yeah, I mean, even the way you guys attended the conference, it was great because it was like, oh, let's connect. You know what I mean? It wasn't just you had a vendor booth there that, you know, people would have to go to you, but you, you reached out to people and had more intimate one-on-ones and group, you know, kind of like, with people. (laughs) I was like, let's just meet up and talk. I really like that. I was like, oh, that's, that's the way things are going is this more personal, authentic kind of conversation. Right. And so I really appreciated that from you. And I was like, this, this brand, this whole, you know what I mean? It's built on people. Like it's, it's about Angela. (laughs) It's like, like there's a person behind it. So it was really, it was really cool and inspiring to me because, you know, there's a lot of big funding sources out there. They have the big platforms, you know, you're, you do have competition in your space, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, what, what then really do you think that makes instrumental different from the other big funding source platforms that are out there right now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to go back for a second about the connection aspect, we believe that in order to build a solution for Mm -hmm a group of people, in this case, grant seekers, we really need to be connected, like stay connected and make authentic connections. And that's why we um, attended the conference as, um, as attendees. We really wanted to meet people, get to know people, make friendships and, and really empathize. And that's something that we work on every day. We're always staying close to our grant seekers and really listening to them and building what they need and what they want. We actually recently, actually, what was it about uh, one week ago, we released some new features and it's been like five or six months in the making to release those features. What we did is we had a series of um, designs that we would share with our grant seekers. They would review, give feedback. Uh, We would iterate on them, show them a new design. Then we went into kind of prototyping so they could play around with it. What did they like? What didn't they like? What do they want to see more of? And then built in that direction. And um, I'm just so grateful that we have a community who will support us like that and who wants to have that kind of exchange. So uh, we are all about, you know, connecting and really being with those folks who were you know, building a solution for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And I can totally see that. I mean, it's great to have like, yeah, you guys are having like a beta group kind of, right? Like your, your, that's that's what we call it. Yeah. Yeah. And then going out there and being like, okay, what do you guys really want and what do you need? And I know it was really exciting too, because you were, you were actually showing me at the conference, some of the things that are changing and some of the new updates that you were talking about. So that's exciting that they've come out, right? Yeah. 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 That was actually before they were alive. I was giving you a sneak peek. Yeah. I was like, Um, exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, to get to your um, competition question. Mm-hmm. So when I was working in, you know, at the global fund, I used a lot of different platforms. I also relied on Google quite a bit to find, you know, new funders, used Excel, some CRMs to track that kind of data. Uh, but one of the trouble, the, one of the hard things was that I would often just spend a lot of time either trying to find a particular opportunity or I would look at a directory and then I would waste a lot of time just like scrolling through all of the options. So the first big thing that we built with Instrumental was this recommendation engine. Mm -hmm. So now that we have our fingers on all of the public, private, and corporate grants, we're going to only recommend those to you that are actually a good fit. And the insight there was we needed to know specifically, like, what are you fundraising for? You might have at any one time between one and 10 particular initiatives, you know, that you're fundraising for. Mm -hmm. And how can we learn about that and then make recommendations for very specific grant programs, like not foundations, but grant programs that would really line up and be a good fit, you know, based on geography, the amount, the funding use. So that was really step one. 
-hmm. That's one of the unique things that we did. And I think really what has worked well there is just making sure that we have the most up-to-date information about that particular grant program. That would be like Mm -hmm. funder deadlines, eligibility preferences, ineligibility, and then keeping that stuff up to date. So that's super important. That's Mm -hmm. like one of the biggest things. And then the other aspect is what I mentioned earlier, like not only having that great recommendation engine, Mm -hmm. but pairing that with this, like we call it a tracker. Some people call it like a magical spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. It's a grant management tool that then houses all of that live up-to-date information. So those two things, I don't see that anywhere else on the market. Uh, And so that's what I'd say kind of the biggest differences are with us. Yeah, it's definitely that lining it all up and one it's like a one-stop shop. So I like that, you know, as far as like you can have all these different and keep track of it. So how do you um, actually keep up to date? Because things are changing Mm. all the time. You know, that's a lot to keep up with. Like you said, you're not, you're not, or you're not just connecting with the foundation, but foundations have different grant programs. So you're connecting Mm -hmm. specific grant programs. So that's a lot. How do you do that? (laughs) Yeah, that's a really hard problem. We started out just another motto for us is just do things that don't scale, just do incredibly manual things and then figure out eventually if people like it. And if we can like turn that into a process that works for um, the company. And so we started out off literally like I was writing pages about grants. Like I was um, copying information from a funder website, collecting that data from other public sources, putting it into a, uh, a web page. Basically it's like, you know, an editorial page about a grant. And, um, we still do that today. We, we have this combination mm-hmm. of human editors who are reviewing everything, writing up our pages. And then we have an app that we built that helps us actually automate a lot of that. So mm-hmm. a way for us to get pinged every time a funder changes any information about their grant opportunity, we get a notification and then our team of editors can go there and check it out. So a lot of the things that will change like a um, funder might announce a deadline. Mm-hmm. And so instrumental might say, you know, based on our history, we know that the deadline always falls on August. Mm-hmm. So um, Holly, when you're considering grants this year, like this foundation is probably gonna have a deadline in August, but then when they go ahead and update that deadline, we get a ping and actually can notify our users that the deadline is, has been updated. Same thing for like any kind of preferences that the funder may have about a grant program. We get pinged, we can update that for you. It's updated then in Instrumental on your tracker and we'll send you an email to make sure that that you know it's there. But that was definitely one of the hardest things that we built. One of the things we spent the longest on, but I I think one of the things I'm most proud of. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a huge feat. Like that's, that's amazing. It's tremendous because there, there's so much like, and about how many, um, funders then do you track? You know what I mean? If you have a ballpark figure. Yeah. So any private foundation that files in 990, um, as well as, um, all federal grants are streaming into instrumental. Um, and then we also built, uh, web crawlers that can pick up those like more obscure foundations or not necessarily foundations, but entities that give out grants that might not file in 990. So this could be like uh, corporations. A lot of corporations don't technically have a private foundation, but they do give grants. And so that's another way that we pick up a lot of that stuff. Wow. So that's literally thousands. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. That's a lot. So that's yeah. a, that's a wonderful one-stop shop because it is. Um, and a lot of people, you know, if I send them over to grants.gov, you know, it's free, whatever. But mm-hmm. 
it is a bear and you have to really know the system, right? So um, as far yeah. as what to look for, how to look through things, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So it, it can be very um, overwhelming to a lot of people. So yeah. I, I'd imagine, you know, as far as using instrumental too, and, you know, they have different nonprofits that might go in there, it's easier to put what their projects are and then connect their projects to funding rather than just how do I find funding what's out there, right? And then displaying that in a way that is like easy to understand and standardizing like, you know, the federal information with the private information, just so when you look at the pages, you know, it's easier to, to compare everything. Yeah. yeah. That's another aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so nice. I mean, but grants.gov is so active, you know, like they release, they release a lot. There's a lot of opportunities, which is cool. Yeah, they have a lot. It's I mean, yeah, it's also a wonderful platform because they have a lot of opportunities out there, right? They're they're and they have their they have other things going on there too, which is good. But um, as far as okay, so grant writing. So we have a lot of people that also are freelance grant writers. Are they looking into cool. being a freelance grant writer? Yeah. So they they like okay, well, this is great, but how do I handle a multitude of clients, right? Because I'm not yeah. just one nonprofit or seeking one project, but I have a multitude of clients that have a multitude of projects, right? So how do mm -hmm. I, does this work for me, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah, actually, freelance grant writers and grant agencies are some of our most enthusiastic users. And that's because of this whole project concept. So earlier when I mentioned the recommendations, the way that you actually prospect on Instrumental is you'll tell us about a particular initiative that you're fundraising for. So in the case of the contract grant writer, that might be a particular client's need. So client A, and you'll tell us all about that particular need and we'll make recommendations for that need in um, essentially it's kind of like a folder on Instrumental. We'll also, once you tell us about what that initiative, we'll, we'll also keep pushing new stuff to you. So as new grants are released, we'll push those into your inbox on Instrumental. But you can also set up like multiple projects. You can have one for client A, client B, client C, mm -hmm. and then Instrumental can make those recommendations. And so it's like you have these inboxes for your different clients. You can keep everything separate, but there's also uh, what we call the master tracker where you can see everything in one place too, if that's helpful. Oh, that is helpful. Yeah. Especially, you know, you can kind of look at what your schedule is. Can I take on all these different grants at the same time? That sort of thing. Right. So that, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Or one of the things we hear often is like, oh, I have this grant saved for client A. Oh, I also have it saved for client B. Is there like um, any kind of competing interests there? Or who has a better shot of it? Who should I make their recommendation for? So that's one of the things we can help with. Oh yeah, that's that is a really good point. Yeah, because <laughs> that does happen quite a bit. You're like, oh, this would yeah. help clients. Yeah, exactly. So how do I do that? Right. Exactly. Yeah, even for um, just you know an, an organization that may happen inside their different departments, or if they have different people working on grants, like that happens too for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially it, like you're talking about the university earlier too. Like a lot of times it's the different colleges within the university yeah. are like competing for these same grants, right? Yeah. 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 Limited um, submissions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. This is awesome. So, um, yeah. So what else would you like to share about Instrumental? I know you, you said you might have a little tutorial or you could like give us a little preview on the YouTube channel of what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. If, um, if, you know, our listeners and viewers are interested, I'd love to show you guys what Instrumental looks like. Yeah. So you can yeah. get a peek of that. Let me share my screen here. So if you're listening to the podcast, please check out the YouTube channel, Grant Writing and Funding. And of course, grantwritingandfunding.com so you can get the link to what we're looking at because it looks really cool right now. All right, so Angela, take it away. <laughs> okay, awesome. Let me give you your bearings here for a second. So 
I just opened up Instrumental and you'll see here on my left sidebar, these are my projects. So this is what I was mentioning to you earlier, Holly, about like each one of these projects is a different fundraising initiative and mm -hmm. it's a different like folder essentially on Instrumental where we're going to recommend grants. Mm -hmm. So I have a project called Shelter Days, which is really around animal welfare, but you can also see I have this watershed restoration project, which is definitely more of an environmental project. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've got my projects on my left sidebar. I'll click into one of them. So I'm going to go into my shelters, uh, shelter days project. Mm -hmm. And inside of that project, um, there are two tabs. And so there's going to be one way to look at all of my new prospects. So mm -hmm. that's over here in my matches tab. Uh, a match on instrumental is like a recommendation. Mm -hmm. And so here I'm in my shelter days project and I'm looking at my matches. All of these grants in the center column here, these are all of the grants that are being recommended to me from Instrumental. And again, that's because I told Instrumental a bunch of information about this particular fundraising need that I have. So I, I included like a blurb about the project, my location, like my geography, if I'm in specific states or counties, as well as like what I'm gonna spend the funds on. So we have that information, that's how we make recommendations. So they're all here in the center and these are public, private, corporate, grants, community foundations. Um, and you'll notice that each one of them has one of these pages. So over here on the right, mm -hmm. this is one of our grant pages. This is one of the pages I was telling you, the editors are keeping up to date and they're checking in every 24 hours about them. So you'll see that we're pulling out information like the grant amount. Mm -hmm. So uh, when the funder lists a range or a maxim or a min, as well as a deadline. This is one of those anticipated deadlines. So Instrumental knows that based on our history that this funder has a deadline at the end of July. But mm -hmm. once this gets announced, then this will be updated into a, a permanent deadline for the year 2020. And then you'll see other things like, like the location of where your project needs to take place. And then this section here on all of this data that we're pulling out from the funder's website. I really like the way this looks. So just to explain to the listeners too, as she pulled up her project, it had the matches. So there was 168 matches and then it said four new. So it was nice right away to see that that's updated, you know, that they have new ones out. Mm. And then I like actually how this is a sidebar. There's, so there's a sidebar on it. So when you're scrolling down, you can see this editorial page like on a sidebar, she's talking about it instead of clicking on each one and then having to go back. Mm. So that's actually a really nice thing just that I'm catching as I'm looking through this. Yeah, as far as to say, this is user-friendly to me because I can quickly scan through this without clicking, going back, clicking, going back, clicking, going back. So I know it's just a side note, keep going. <laughs> oh, well, thanks Holly. You know, I'm so glad you picked that up. That's exactly what we designed this to do. We wanted you to be able to go through quickly, right? Scan quickly, not spend so much time. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm here on my matches tab then. I'm looking at Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. They have a grant called Pioneering Ideas and they have a pre-proposal or like an LOI that's due October 15th, 2020. So if I decide that this is a great fit for me by reviewing the information about the grant, I can also review the 990 report, so instrumentals pulling that 990 data and then digitizing it for you so you just see the most important stuff. You do have access to the PDFs if that's helpful, but we also know that bringing this all out and giving you visuals and showing you past grantees is really helpful. But anyway, so if I, if I look at this and I say, okay, this is a good fit for me, then you can save this and I'm going to click on the green save button down here. I can decide then how I want to save this. So you could just click save. I'm going to go right into my shelter days project, but I can also change the year. So maybe it's not a good fit for me now. It might be a better fit later and I can save it later. 
I can also save it in the past. So if I won this in the past, I can start now building a history of grants and instrumental. And I'm going to save this one to the next um, funder deadline. So on this calendar picker here, I can pick any date for a submission goal so that it shows up on my tracker in the right spot and I get a reminder. Or I can also just choose the next funder deadline that instrumental shows me. Oh, I see. So you can pick it earlier. So then you're alerted to it. So you know that you need to start writing it. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We heard a lot that um, folks, of course, really wanted the funder deadline, but they also wanted a way to then set a reminder a little bit earlier, um, for example. <laughs> yep. I definitely get that. Uh, so I saved that grant and now it's going to show up in my tracker. I'm here in my 2019 tracker and that Robert Wood Johnson grant, I believe I saved to 2020. Here it is. Yep. I saved it to October 2020. So it's saved here. This we built to resemble your spreadsheet. Like it's got the nice rows and columns, so it's easy to scan. But this is also where I was mentioning all this data is going to stay up to date because Instrumental is keeping all this data up to date for you. So you don't have to like copy and paste new stuff oh, um, in these rows. Oh, that's so I'll click, mm -hmm. cool. I'll click on this and Holly, feel free to interrupt me anytime. I can like go on and on once we're in here. <laughs> I was like, no, this is neat. You guys got to watch this. <laughs> so I, I pulled up that Robert Wood Johnson page again that we're familiar with. And now I'll see on the right side, have all these actions I can take. I can leave my notes. I can change the status. So right now I just have this in researching because I'm unsure exactly what I'm going to do with this prospect. But once I am more sure, I can change it to planned or in progress or submitted. If I do change it to submitted, for example, I can record like how much I requested if I end up winning, then I can um, enter the date I was notified, the amount I requested, and the amount I was awarded, and then keep all of that history here. Oh, that's great. Because, yeah, and I like that you have amount requested and amount re awarded because oftentimes that's different. <laughs> so, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. So it's good. Yeah. And I like that also that you have all of the status, you know, the different statuses, you have them color coded. So that's really cute too, you know, as far as, I mean, it's not just cute, but it's very, for me, I'm very, I like color coded things because then it makes yeah. sense in my brain how things like are, you know, compartmentalized. So yeah, this is really nice. Right. It's really easy to look at. Yeah. Yeah. I love those colors too. So if I won this grant in 2020, I can also see my history with this grant on this tab that's called saved history. Mm -hmm. So, um, and this is one of the new things we released last week. I can always put up another record to remind myself to apply next year, especially if I want, right? So I can create another record for 2021. So now I can see all of my history with um, my funder. And that was actually one of like my biggest problems at my most recent position before instrumental. It was like, there was one woman who was working at the Global Fund before I got there. She was like the master of all things grants. She had all the information on all of our relationships, but she left right before I showed up. Wow. And so I was like constantly looking through all of our, yeah. all of our spreadsheets, mm -hmm. our CRM. I was talking with the board. Like, do we know these people? Did we apply there before? What's yeah. the situation? So then when we built Instrumental, I was like, we need a way to store the history. <laughs> we have to have that. Um, so that's what this page is about. No, this just helps with that institutional knowledge like you're talking about. So at nonprofits, you know, if you do lose the person that's doing the grant research, you're not going to lose all of the knowledge and all of the data because it's in the instrumental, right? So you have mm -hmm. that saved as part of your brain. And the same for grant consultants, then they can save this to their different projects and they're not getting lost in Excel sheets and doing, you know what I mean, all over the map and then trying to make pretty reports. You know what I mean? You can just export these, right, as well. 
Yep, exactly. Yep, you can share reports. Mm -hmm. um, you can share custom reports in a PDF, so you can choose which projects. So that was definitely handy for a, um, a contract grant writer, as well as uh, the statuses you want to share in your report mm -hmm. and the years. And so that would allow you to create a PDF. And maybe I should do an example here. But another thing it will do is it will create like a live report, we call it. And so you'll get that PDF, but you can share it and it'll be clickable. So it'll be interactive. So your recipients can actually click into all of the grants and they can look at our grant pages and read about it. Oh, so nice. So yeah. hyperlinks that they can go directly into the database then. They don't, right. they need a username and all that or no? No, they don't. Wow, but, that's awesome. Yeah. So especially for a contract grant writer, that's exactly what we were thinking about when we built this. Like if you want to prospect on instrumental, create a list of all your prospects and then share that with your client. Yeah. You can do that here, but you don't have to invite them to your account. So they don't have to go through all of your business with yeah. your other clients and they can, they can click into these and then view that grant page. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is why Holly picked this for me. Yeah. <laughs> and here, here we're seeing a little bit of my admin tools, but of course, users accounts wouldn't look like this, but yeah, here's all the information about that grant so they can view and they can see your notes over here. Oh, this is wonderful. And they have this as long, do you have to keep your site updated too? Or as long as you have it still active in your account, they have access to that. Yeah. Once you create that, then it's, it's kind of like a le everlasting record. Like you can go back and you can change what's going on in your account and their, their report will be the same. So you have to generate a new report if you want to give them an update. Right. Oh, this is great. And then it gives you the reminders too. So you know when, if it was maybe just a prospective client that you have some research coming up so that you know how to reach out to them and say, hey, by the way, this grant's coming up, right? So that way you get your reminders as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually really good point. So Instrumental is also a place where you can get reminders about deadlines, reminders about tasks. Mm -hmm. And so for all these grants that I've saved on my tracker here, Instrumental will send me reminders mm -hmm. when we're getting closer to the submission goal and the same thing around tasks. So if you want to set up tasks to remind yourself of, you know, check in with that client because they need to sign off on something, right. you could set up a task here and then have Instrumental send you an email. Oh, I see. Very, very, this is super user-friendly. I love this. So nice and clean looking as well. Um, so it's just a very basic, but it's a really beautiful backdrop too. So it's really nice. Yeah. Just, we try to keep it clean as, mm -hmm. as clean and simple as we can. Right. Yeah. No, this is beautiful. Wow. Awesome. Thank you for sharing this. Anything else you want to point yeah. out? Yeah. Well, there's two kind of more big things about instrumental. One is probably everyone who's listening has like really gotten this message from me, but we really want to hear from you. So if you're using instrumental and everybody should try it out for free for 14 days, we have a free trial so you can give it a whirl. We want to make sure it works really well for you before, you know, you take a, um, a step into committing to it. But, um, we want to hear from you. And so we have this chat over here on the bottom right where you can send us a message, ask us any question at any time. So if you need advice, if you're stuck somewhere, uh, you can ping us there and we can chat or we can also get on a phone call. And then another thing is, you know, Instrumental makes all these recommendations. Mm -hmm. But what if like you're at a conference and someone says to you, hey, you guys would be perfect for the Pet Finder Foundation. Have you ever considered the Pet Finder Foundation? Instead of waiting to see if Instrumental uh, has matched it to you or looking through your matches, like you can also just take initiative and just look up that record. Mm -hmm. So over here, we built this quick find option so that you could look up data on a foundation. So 
I will look up the Pet Finder Foundation. Mm -hmm. And then Instrumental is going to give me results, like two different buckets of results. Mm -hmm. There's the grant opportunities. So all the grant opportunities that Instrumental knows mm -hmm. um, are live and active from the Pet Finder Foundation. And mm -hmm. then um, the 990 report. So right. I'm going to click on the 990 report. And then we did look at one of these earlier um, at, for the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. So this is the Pet Finder Foundation 990 information. Mm -hmm. All of my grants from them are up here um, mm -hmm. on the left. Giving over the years, we saw this before. Um, but I can also save this page to my mm -hmm. tracker. Or I can go into any one of these active grants, like the Senior Pet Adoption Grants, and I can save that. So if you hear about something outside of Instrumental, you can look it up in here. You can also add your outside information into Instrumental. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to just work exclusively with the information we have. If there's a particular you know, family donor or foundation um, in your local area that you want to add here, or you want to upload like your whole spreadsheet, you can do that through this green button over here, add grant. You can add one at a time, or you can upload like your whole spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. And then our team will work with you to make sure that all of your data is entered um, accurately. Wow. And what about um, international grants? Do you guys also have those? Is that, or is that a division that you haven't expanded into yet? Or yeah, we, um, we really focus on the U.S. We really focus on U.S. funders. You can have a project that takes place anywhere in the world, but we focus on um, really representing U.S. funders. We do have grants from um, folks that are in Europe, the U.K., Germany, but we're definitely not comprehensive in, in an international landscape. I would say comprehensive in the, in the U.S. landscape that could be, you know, the next frontier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just asked that because I get asked that a lot too. Like, do you write grants? Oh yeah. And I'm like some, yeah, but I was like, I, same thing. It's, it's, you know, cause the focus is more on the U S and there's different kinds of stipulations and guidelines, but yeah, that is a market too. That's interesting to me, you know, to get you and the different types of international funding and um, especially being down on Guam, we, we have relationships and we're close to other Asia or other well, Asia, as well as other parts in the world where there's other kinds of funding. So, um, but yeah, that part, I'm like, that's a little bit different to research, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. But if you have a project in Guam and you want to know what U.S. funders would be interested in funding that, then this is a great tool. Yeah. 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 So US projects can take anywhere. Can take yeah. Yeah, so we can we're uh, we get five hundred one c threes through the United States. So right, like you're saying is if you're even operating internationally, but if you have a five hundred one c three in the United States, you can still get United States funding, right? So it's, yep. Yeah. But this yep. is really really cool. I really love this as far as how easy it is to use and how it connects like that. And the other thing, I mean, it really does. And you had mentioned this, like how, uh, when I asked, how are you guys different than the other funding sources out there and how you had mentioned that you're more grant specific rather than mm -hmm. funding source specific. Mm -hmm. I can really see that through this kind of tutorial that you're showing me today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so thank you. But, you know, instead of even when you jumped on the Pet Finder, you know, or yeah, the Pet Finder Foundation, it didn't just bring up Pet Finder Foundation. And now I have to navigate through all of their different kinds of grants. You showed me the grants, the different types of grants that the Pet Finder Foundation gives out. And that, mm -hmm. so that's so cool because they are, all those grants are very project specific. So mm -hmm it saves me the time then to say, okay, I guess this one fits a keyword somewhere, the Pet Finder Foundation. Now mm -hmm. I have to go research and take the time to figure out which grant program would actually be a good fit. So yeah. yeah. 
I'm yeah, exactly. So it, it enabled us to make a better, tighter recommendation for you because we knew the specifics of the grant program. And then also it enabled us to collect that deadline, which is specific to the, the grant program. And there's so many, especially like private family foundations that really have a wide range of giving. Mm -hmm. um, so if we can connect you with their climate change initiative, mm -hmm. uh, that's going to like make a closer match and, and you'll be able to like read about how they give in that space, what they're thinking about in that space, instead of looking at like overall the foundation and like weeding through, well, they do give to animal shelters, they have given to a university, that kind of thing. Yes, this is great. This saves a lot of time. A lot of time. <laughs> we got a fire truck coming through. <laughs> yes, in the city. It's an everyday, everyday sound. <laughs> the rooster's outside. <laughs> <laughs> you got the fire jacks back there. <laughs> so it's funny. Okay, so yeah, um, so this has been fantastic. So now let's talk about if people, you know, they say, okay, this is really interesting. I'm totally mm -hmm. wanted to check this out. So I'm going to go get the 14 days for, you know, for the free 14 days tryout. And I really love this. How do they then, you know, really, how do you, do you subscribe? Is it monthly, annually, you know, that sort of thing? Yep. Yeah. So you can go to our homepage and start your 14-day free trial there. Just enter your name, email, and then tell us about the first project you want Instrumental to dig into so we can start making those recommendations. And let's say 14 days, you're like, okay, awesome. Instrumental is exactly what I'm looking for. I see how it delivers value. You can subscribe on a, um, a monthly or an annual subscription. So you could do like a pretty flexible month-to-month -month subscription, which would be over here, the nonprofit plan is for most grant seekers. Um, and uh, you can also do an annual subscription. So that would be $75 a month or $900 a year. And so we're doing um, a promo with you, Holly, where we're doing, I know, <laughs> we're doing 15% off um, a subscriber's first annual plan. So that um, code is Holly15. So we made a unique code for you. Yeah, so you can definitely, mm -hmm. if you're on Instrumental, you can just put in that code. We'll also have that code on the website, so definitely check it out um, in the show notes so you guys will have that um, that code available, which is fantastic. So that saves a lot, like 15% is a lot, and especially if you're getting the annual rate, it's 75 versus the 82 a month, right? So that's that's mm -hmm. a good savings, too, for your annual amount. Mm -hmm. And is that just billed monthly then? or No, I'm sorry, annual would be all at what time, and then otherwise you can pay month and then yep, you also exactly have, yeah and then you also have the custom pricing for nonprofit mm -hmm. plan plus writing and the university enterprise can you discuss that one those two a little bit yeah exactly so the nonprofit plan and writing is really um, built out of an experience working with a lot of our grant seekers when they just don't have enough capacity to really get the amount of proposals out there at the door that they want and so instrumental over the past few years has built a network of experienced grant writers um, that we really believe in and stand behind. And so we connect you with one of those grant writers based on the field of work and their area of expertise. And so you can use the instrumental platform to prospect. You can also connect with a grant writer to help you prospect or to write particular proposals for you and really work in collaboration there. Oh, that's fantastic. Such a good idea. Yeah. And then the, um, the custom pricing around the enterprise, that is... Um, Sometimes with the way that Instrumental is built, a larger nonprofit or a nonprofit with a lot of departments or a lot of programs, they might want more privacy mm -hmm. between their projects. And so what we'll do for them is we'll create an account where every user has their own unique sign-on and has their own unique kind of privacy bubble. And so that can especially be helpful for like universities or state departments and hospitals, medical centers, folks who have like a lot of people looking for grants. Or I'd say, you know, maybe in upwards of 
10, 15 people. Mm -hmm. Oh, these are great. So these are great plans. I, I like that you have that grant writing combined in there too. That's really smart. So you, you do have all these great levels. And then, so as a freelance grant writer, then the, the nonprofit yep. plan would be kind of their go-to and they can put yep. as many projects as they want in that membership. So yeah, the, the nonprofit plan is definitely the best bet for most, most grant seekers, unless you're like a really big organization. So I would definitely recommend that. And um, yeah, you can have as, as many users on your account as you like. There's no restriction on users. Um, and you can have up to 10 of these projects going at any one time. So that would be the limit on the nonprofit plan. But you can change these projects. You can alter them. You can edit them. You can replace them. You can delete them. And so there's flexibility around these. But um, 10 at any one time is what you're going to get with the nonprofit plan. Okay, fantastic. This is great. Awesome. Thank you for sharing this platform. I love this. Yes, absolutely. My pleasure, Holly. Thanks for, um, you know, asking us to share. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So you get, you guys can definitely go on Holly 15. That's your code. You get 15% uh, off um, and you can just check out the grantwritingandfunding.com or you can go directly to instrumental and get their 14 days for free. And then you can also put the code in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You got it. Awesome. And then what do you guys have coming up then? I know you guys just did these amazing add-ons, uh, putting the dates in, how you can save different things. So what else is coming up from Instrumental that... Yeah, we just actually today wrapped up our last uh, in a series of webinars with our customers to make sure that they were up to date on all the changes and how would that be reflected on their account. Um, but we're already working on new things. One of the biggest things we're working on is this problem, again, that I experienced when I was working in prospecting and working in grants, where you might accidentally re-research a prospect over again. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're redesigning instrumental or certain aspects of instrumental so that you never re-research a prospect ever again. Uh, so that's like our latest, latest coming out the pipeline. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I love this. So, so great. So people can just jump on, they can check you out. They can get the 14 days. They're interested. Where else can they find you if they want to reach out to you? Oh uh, yeah. Well, you can definitely email us at hello at instrumental.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we love hearing from you. So please feel free to send an email. Once you're on the platform, you'll notice that blue chat bubble in the bottom right. That's our in-app messenger and you can message us there. It'd be really great to hear from anybody who learned about Instrumental through the podcast or the YouTube channel. So do message us there as well. And if you want to say hi to me in particular, you can message me at Angela at instrumental.com and, and reach my inbox. Oh, nice. Oh, that's perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Anything else you want to add before we get off? No, I mean, I am thrilled to be able to, you know, chat with the folks that we're building this for. So hi, everybody out there. I uh, would love to hear what you think about Instrumental. Please send me your feedback and we listen. So um, your ideas might be what we build next. Awesome. Thank you so much, Angela. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. And thank Thanks, you for the discount code. I'm sure all of the listeners and viewers out there are going to be super excited about that. So we really appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe, and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this Grant Writing and Funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com.